Hallo und willkommen zu unserer Show. Happy Hour with Victabulous. This is Victor, Victoria's husband, uh, taking over for her tonight or today, whenever you happen to listen to this. This episode, we're going to be reviewing uh, Taiko Atiki's 2019 uh, amazing movie of uh jojo rabbit which is about a young boy uh played by roman griffin davis who plays a 10 year old in uh, nazi germany during world war ii uh definitely gonna give taiko watiki huge props on this movie since uh it's got heartwarming moments heartbreaking moments uh it's plays out just amazing um there's laughs like i said i actually cried a couple of times in this movie uh but I digress. Um, it's it's got major Wes Anderson vibes, so like uh, Life Aquatic, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Isle of Dogs, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Royal Tenenbaums. You know, just that kind of surreal cinematic. You know, it, it's it's like if you see one of his movies, you kind of can recognize what they look like. But not to take uh, credit away from Taika himself, because like this guy in my book is like bee, bees knees um he was he was amazing in uh what we do in the shadows uh i absolutely loved the movie the hunt for the wilder people or uh, uh excuse me hunt for the wilder people uh and again i guess probably his biggest claim to fame right now is going to be thor ragnarok i mean aside from jojo rabbit uh which took home so many awards uh that year uh, Jojo Rabbit is actually based on the book Caging Skies by Christine Lenunz. Uh Correction, uh, Christine Lenunz. Lenunz. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Uh, Christine, L-E-U-N-E-N-S. Uh, Got to give credit where it's due. Um, it's, it's an amazing story. Keeping up with the spirit of uh, Happy Hour with Vectabulous, I put together a strange concoction, not quite a white Russian, because I didn't use vodka. Uh, I used, actually, screwball whiskey. Uh, it's like a peanut butter whiskey, um, milk, a little bit of creamer, and uh, some chocolate syrup. So I just mix it all together, and truth be told, uh, tastes a lot like my white Russians that I make. So, uh, cheers. I hope everybody has a pretty good weekend <laughs> i mean you know with, with the way things are you know what what more can we do than just relax and just try to decompress from the horrors that seem to be showing up every single week but you don't need to hear it from me you know uh we all got our uh cross the bear and burdens to shoulder uh so let's get right into it So let's get back into it. Uh, this movie stars Roman Griffin Davis, who plays the uh, Jojo Betzler, the star of the show. Um, he has an imaginary friend, which is uh, played by Taiko Atiki, who is Adolf Hitler, which uh, there's there's something absolutely special about a Maori and Jewish uh, individual playing Adolf Hitler. Uh, even, uh, even in some trivia I read, uh, he... <laughs> Taika did no research on Hitler whatsoever and uh, just called him a fucking cunt. So, you know, I mean, is he wrong? Hell no. So this movie also features uh, the amazing talents of Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson. 
as well as uh, Rebel Wilson, uh, <laughs> Rebel Wilson, uh, Alfie Allen, uh, also uh, Thomason McKenzie. Uh, so um, lost my train of thought here. Anyways, uh, Jojo Rabbit, ten-year-old boy in Nazi Germany during World War II. Uh, he's extremely patriotic and loves his country and loves the Fuhrer, which he talks to as an imaginary friend, again, played by Taika Watiki, who just shows up uh, at the beginning of the movie, gives him a, a, like a huge pep talk because uh, Jojo is going to be heading off to like a, a Hitler youth camp, like a summer camp retreat, whatever you want to call it. And uh, in his mind, he sees Adolf Hitler as like his best friend and like the biggest cheerleader. Uh, he's also friends with um Yorkie, who's played by Archie Yates, just this adorable little fat kid. Uh reminds me a lot of the kid from Up, except, you know, a Nazi uh Hitler youth. But totally adorable. Like he's he's got such heart in this movie. Let's see. So uh they go off to a training camp, um and it's ran by uh Captain Kleisendorf, played by Sam Rockwell. Uh, and his second-in-command, played by, again, Alfie Allen and Fraulein Ram, played by Rebel Wilson. So as they uh, start introducing um, Sam Rockwell and the rest of the characters here, it's, again, taking place at a uh, Hitler youth camp. Um, there's a couple of just, you know, laughs as uh, Captain Kleinzendorf, uh, again, played by Sam Rockwell, you know, is just like he's he's a former, you know, hero. But uh, he's taken injuries, so they kind of put him on the back lines, and he is just, like, not having it. Um, just one of those people who's just, like, he's too qualified to do this job, and he does not mind letting the kids know that. And, uh, you know, just all the subtleties in his actions here. But uh, he's he goes about telling the kids, you know, hey, you know, hey, so the boys, uh, you're going to learn how to do, like, uh, marching, bayonet drills, grenade throwings, and all the, the fun, well, maybe not fun, uh, all the like uh, ideals for a soldier to know someone's going to be fighting on the front lines and followed by saying that the girls at the camp are going to practice uh, the importance of womanly duties, uh, womanly duties, excuse me, as uh, dressing wounds, making beds and how to get pregnant. Cut to uh, an amazing montage of what, you know, that entails. So uh, there's just like it shows the kids, you know, running through the woods, doing drills, um, all to the awesome song of uh, I Don't Want to Grow Up by Tom Waits, which is a personal uh, favorite of mine. Uh, so, again, it shows, you know, people at the gun range and, uh, you know, uh, they're doing war games and whatnot. Uh, cut to a couple of, you know, brainwashing techniques. So uh, Rebel Wilson's character is, is writing on a chalkboard, pointing out, you know, what's weird or what's wrong with the Jews. Uh, the kids are saying like, you know, they have horns and they got serpent tongues and fangs and, uh, you know, just, just things along those lines. And, uh, again, cuts to the scenes of like kids burning books and they're all just having a, a great, you know, summer camp adventure, despite, you know, how horrible all these ideas are. Uh, so as it is, uh, Jojo really wants to be the best Nazi at camp. Uh, but one day, one of the older boys decide to test him on uh, commitment by commanding him to kill a rabbit, which, you know, poor little Jojo just doesn't have the heart for it. And uh, he can't do it, so the boys start chanting, Jojo Rabbit, and has Jojo just run away. 
uh, so while he's in the woods, Hitler, you know, his, his imaginary Hitler friend uh, tells him that rabbits have good qualities and convinces him to go back and prove him wrong. So he's, you know, running, uh, I guess getting amped up, but he's running through the woods screaming as uh, Fliesendorf is showing the youth how to toss grenades. Um, but in, uh, I guess, in like a blazing display, uh, Jojo happens to show up and triumphantly takes the explosives and throws it, but right into a tree, which bounces back and lands directly in front of him, and it just explodes. But don't lose hope because Jojo is fine, or at least uh, at least in one piece. Uh, Jojo is rushed to the hospital, and when he awakens, he has a scar on his face and a limp in one of his legs. And uh, to insert a little uh, little historical fact, so uh, if nothing you take away from this episode, you learn maybe just this little thing. But uh, back in you know the early uh, early eras of Germany, um, scars were uh, were actually kind of a big deal um, within the elite social context of the time. Uh, gaining a scar was associated with status and prestige, uh, like. Because a lot of schools at that time, they, they would teach dueling. So as, you know, that kind of shows uh, not only are they, uh, they're brave, but they come from good, you know, uh, good stock. So, uh, you know, it's, it's considered good husband material. Um, even uh, Otto von Bismarck, Chancellor of Germany, uh, excuse me, Chancellor of the German Empire prior to the Third Reich, uh, once said that a man's bravery and courage could be judged by the number of scars on his cheek. So, like I said, chicks dig scars, right? Uh, I digress. So, back to it. Uh, Jojo um, is in the hospital, and his mother, Rosie, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson, which maybe I'm just bad at it, but I actually really enjoyed her uh, her accent in the movie. I, I felt like it was, I guess, appropriate, but, you know, as an English speaker, a native English speaker, who's only really listened to, like, uh, Rammstein, you know, I, I can't really compare it to any other German accent that I've heard. So, I, I don't know. I, I figure she did a good job. But, uh, not to take away here, but she takes him home to recuperate. Uh, she then takes him to Kleisendorf's office, where he and the rest of the crew, um, including Finkel, who there's definitely something going on between the two. Like, they, they share a look or, you know, one of those lingering glances. Uh, kind of indicating that, you know, they're they're a thing but which is really cute but i digress uh so because of the whole incident with joe basically getting maimed um he's been demoted and uh she uh she being scarlett johansson or i'm sorry uh rosie uh knees him in the balls and tells him to make jojo feel included like the other boys uh but technically jojo can't serve in the hitler youth militia due to his injuries uh so he becomes a like a paper boy or like a, a letter deliverer um but when he gets home uh he searches through the house and actually finds a secret apartment which is uh which he discovers elsa core who is uh thomas and mckenzie's character a teenage jewish girl living in the house jojo screams and, and wants to you know tell someone um or kill her but she's you know a teenage teenager you know against a 10 year old boy so she overpowers him uh she tells him uh if he tells his mother uh that she will kill him 
uh, her being uh, Elsa here in this circumstance. And uh, if he tells anyone else, the Gestapo will kill uh, Jojo's mom. So he's caught in this predicament uh, because, you know, uh, in these circumstances, uh, his mom is, in fact, hiding uh, Elsa from, you know, the, the Gestapo in this circumstance. Uh, in the town square, uh, Jojo and his mother sees a bunch of bodies hanging as they are victims of the Gestapo as like a really just screwed up deterrent, you know, saying stay in line basically or this is going to happen to you too. Uh, Jojo asks, you know, what they did and Rosie you know, just says what they could. Forgive me for looping back here, but uh, I do need to point out uh, kind of a spoiler here, but um, when they do introduce Rosie, uh, Jojo's mother, they really just show her shoes uh, to begin with, um, and that kind of plays like a key part as uh, the movie progresses. That night, Rosie tends to Elsa in her hiding place. Uh, it turns out Elsa is actually a classmate and a friend of Rosie's deceased daughter who passed away a couple years earlier from influenza. And Rosie tries to keep Elsa's uh, waning spirits up. I mean, what else can you really do? You know, she's got to stay hiding and in this world where she's considered like public enemy number one for a religious upbringing. That's, that's terrible. Meanwhile, Jojo and uh, his imaginary friend Hitler brainstorming up ideas on how to get rid of Elsa. Um, Jojo is completely brainwashed and believes the false uh, anti-Jewish propaganda and thinks Elsa has demonic traits and evil intentions. So, you know, trying to protect his, his mom and his family. Um, he agrees not to tell anyone about Elsa, but uh, insists on interviewing her for details on uh, the Jews that he is going to uh, actually write a book to help the Nazis by, you know, putting all the uh, information that he's gathered from her in. Elsa makes up stories uh, about the Jews, uh, or excuse me, uh, Elsa makes up stories about what Jews are like to, uh, to quell Jojo's curiosity, um, you know, telling him that, like, Jews can fly and that, you know, they, they eat on the blood of, you know, uh, young German boys. Yeah, just egging on, you know, what he's already suspecting. Um, so Jojo, you know, he's sitting down to eat, like, uh, dinner with his mom, but he's, he's like, angry at her for the fact that she's hiding a Jew, but can't tell her that he knows that Elsa's in the house. Um, so he acts really grumpy, and, and he tries the, not quite double dealer, but, like, uh, he sees that, like, his mom's not eating her food. Um, you know, obviously she's trying to save it for Elsa. But, uh, you know, he calls her out on it and says, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat it. And, you know, um, starts kind of playing those things, like, subtly, like he knows. But, you know, at the same time, uh, I'm sure Rosie, you know, doesn't think that her son knows that she's harboring uh, Elsa. Um but they have like a little argument there and he tells her that he wishes uh, his missing in action father was there instead of her. So Rosie puts on like a, a military jacket uh, that's hanging on like the, the, the rack there, rubs suit on her face and pretends to be, you know, his father 
and yells at him for you know talking to his mother that way um but i mean you know it's it's she's going through a lot and she can't have her son you know seeing like just how bad things are so she puts on you know a good face and dances with them and rose you know rosie believes that like dancing is one of the few ways that you can be free you know under like a nazi regime um and uh to quote rosie um she says we have to dance to show god we are grateful to be alive uh jojo kind of responds you know well i won't dance dancing's for people who don't have a job to which you know rosie replies dancing is for people who are free it's an escape from all this uh again this being just like the overbearing uh totalitarianism that is you know nazi germany Jojo continues his interviews with Elsa, who tells him she's got a boyfriend who she wants to reunite with when the war is over. Uh, Jojo pretends to get a letter from the boyfriend and reads it to her, breaking up with her, saying that he's a coward, all that stuff. You know, maybe maybe Jojo's getting all jealous there. Uh, when Elsa seems upset, uh, Jojo gets another letter and takes it back, uh, what he said from the first one. Jojo and Hitler have more arguments. Uh, while Hitler insisting Elsa is a monster, Jojo starting to question it. Uh, meanwhile, Jojo spots uh, Rosie leaving Der Feit Deutschland, uh, or Free Germany uh, propaganda um, flyers where she's going around town. Um, so uh, Jojo is home one day when the Gestapo, led by Captain uh, Dieterts, uh, played by Stephen Merchant, um, who's uh, who's a comedian and actually good friends with Ricky Gervais. Jojo is home one day when the Gestapo, led by Captain D. Tritz, uh, played by Stephen Merchant, uh, enters and begins to tear the house apart, searching for, you know, Jews or whatever they can find, any anti-Nazi propaganda, all that good stuff. Jojo panics, knowing that Elsa's upstairs, and uh, Kleisendorf arrives uh, on the scene. Uh, Ilsa reveals herself and pretends to be Jojo's uh, late sister. And uh, when the Gestapo demands for her papers, she produces them, you know, and also kind of in a panic. And uh, Kleisendorf asks her to confirm her birth date, which she does, and they leave. Um, again, it's a pretty tense scene, you know, it's... You all kind of hear stories about the Gestapo. If you remember your World War II history, these are not good people. Just they're, you know, like the witch hunters. Or uh, I guess that's the best description I can think of. Just these terrible people who can kind of ruin someone's life just by accusing them of one thing. Uh, I digress. Um, once they leave, Elsa tells them that she got the date on the papers wrong and that uh, Kleisendorf uh, actually let them go. Uh, but she's certain danger is closing in. And, you know, their their days are possibly numbered there. Uh, so Jojo um, is going about his duties as a, uh, not quite a Hitler youth, but just someone, like, trying to help support the war efforts. So Jojo is going about his business in Town Square. He's wheeling, like, a wheelbarrow, collecting aluminum and just what other, other metals he can to donate to the war efforts when uh, he kind of sees, like, a... With like a, a pause in the mundane and just sees a butterfly moving past them through like a row of flowers and Jojo kind of smiles takes interest and he follows like the butterfly crouching low to the ground 
and he follows the butterfly deeper, like into like the town square, you know, low to the ground, and just admires the butterfly, which has come to a stop uh, upon another flower. And uh, as the butterfly flutters away, Jojo notices like the light on the ground is disturbed by a shadow that's that's moving back and forth. You know, just uh, he stands up and right in front of him. And this is where we're, we're coming full circle to that thing uh, earlier to where when they introduce his mother, um, unfortunately, uh, he backs away from the bodies and into another pair of feet, which uh, he recognizes the shoes, which they belong to his mother. Um, so, you know, here's here's kind of where the, the dagger stabs you, not in the back, but right in the chest. Um you know, and he, like, I, I admit this is where I, I kind of started crying because it, it took a minute longer than it should have for me to realize, like, oh, crap, I know those shoes. Um, kind of the same way Jojo does here, and he, you know, stumbles back, and he sees, you know, his mother hung. Um, I, I guess the Gestapo kind of was wise to her spreading anti-war you know war propaganda and did what, you know, evil Nazis do. Uh so it's totally heartbreaking in this part because uh, he moves to, like to his mom and tries to reach for her hand, but since she's hung, it, it's too high up. And she looks down to her shoes and notices that one of the laces is untied. And you know, it's, it's again trying to fight back the tears, but he's he's trying to tie the shoes, but he can't. He never really learned how to do it. Um. Yeah. So uh, again, major, major heartbreaking moment. So I can't say I've ever been in a circumstance, you know, anywhere near that caliber. Finding, you know, a loved one dead like that just so abruptly. But he's just devastated. And whatever, you know, predetermined brainwashings that was beginning to fade away from him seemed to fire back on. And he returns home to, you know, Elsa, who's reading in his sister's room and tries to kill her. Uh, you know, he stabs her in the shoulder, but like he just breaks down, you know, and, and Elsa, who just has such a big heart, just comforts him. And after that, it's just the two of them trying to survive this madness. So cut to another montage. Um, again, another amazing song. Uh, Everybody's got to live by love, uh, as Jojo's just trying to scrounge whatever they can find um at this point like it's it's like the town itself reflects how the war is going at the beginning of the movie everything was vibrant full of color and life now it's just there's like a dull gray over everything um it even looks like the the wars come home as there's like a you know rubble and debris kind of everywhere um there's like no shops open people are like bartering for food uh you know, Jojo's reading another uh, quote-unquote Nathan letter. Um, you know, various shots of, like, how dinner's getting, you know, smaller and smaller. How uh, Jojo's having to collect firewood. Um, you know. So cut to another day, and uh, Jojo runs into Yorkie, who's now a full soldier. Um, he's carrying around ammo, and, uh, you know, that's when Jojo kind of recognizes him and that's that's kind of the scene for the trailer where he drops the uh i believe it's a panzer faust but like a, a rocket launcher and he's shooting off it blows something up but um 
he kind of tells him that like the allies are in fact closing in um, and that Hitler killed himself. Uh, so there's this great exchange between uh, Yorkie and Jojo, um, which might not be the scene that might have been earlier in the movie, but uh, Yorkie is, is telling him, uh, and to quote, there are bigger things to worry about than the Jews, Jojo. There's Russians somewhere out there. They're worse than anyone. I hear they eat babies and have sex with dogs. I mean, like, that's bad, right? And then Jojo says, sex with dogs? And Yorkie goes, yeah, the Englishmen do it too. We have to stop them before they eat us and screw all of our dogs. Um, but doubling back, which I'm pretty sure it's it's the scene which I kind of previously described with them uh, carrying the ammo and whatnot. But uh, Jojo, again, says, uh, what's going on out here? And Yorkie says, the Russians, Jojo, they're coming. And the Americans from the other way? And England and China and Africa and India, the whole world is coming. Help me with this ammo. And then Jojo says, how are we doing? And Yorkie goes, terrible. Our only friends are Japanese. And between you and me, they don't look very Aryan. So after the uh, exchange between uh, Jojo and Yorkie, um, again, he's shocked to hear that Hitler killed himself. And uh, literally the war has come home. Um, the Allies are, in fact you know attacking the city or at least trying to make their way through it and that's when he sees uh rom arming children as the battle wages um she gives jojo a coat uh, a nazi coat and like kind of in the same breath uh in slow motion he sees kleisendorf and finkel enter the fight um kleisendorf's wearing his like uh, his uniform but he made like a, a homemade like uh exaggerated i guess like hero of the german people kind of outfit um finkel's carrying like a a hand crank um record player and shooting a pistol kind of in the same scene um kind of challenging you know the fight as they go into it uh there's explosions you know people are getting killed left and right um you know it's, it's kind of the the peak of the fight and jojo goes into hiding survives kind of the the fray itself and uh, comes out after the Allies have won the battle. Um, so he happens to come out kind of in the worst time when uh, Soviet troops start rounding up all the Nazis that they've managed to capture uh, with intention to execute them. Um, and they wind up gathering up Jojo since he's wearing one of the you know Nazi coats when uh, he gets kind of dumped next to Kleisendorf, who's kind of gives him like another pep talk. And dear God, talk about heartbreaking. Um, again, that's another scene that made me cry. I don't know if it's just something about me to where, like, when someone's brave enough to make a sacrifice or, uh, I, I just don't know what it is, but that, that always just pulls at my heartstrings. Um, but Kleisendorf basically, like, takes off Jojo's coat and tells him, like, uh, you know, he's, he's sorry to hear about his mom, that she was a good woman, and, you know, Jojo's too good for you know, to consider himself like one of the Nazis and starts calling him a Jew and spits on him. And, you know, by kind of berating him in front of the, the Russian soldiers, you know, he kind of convinces them that like, uh, Jojo wasn't one of them. Um, and as Jojo's being removed, you know, he's screaming and you kind of hear those gunshots and you know that, you know, poor Sam Rockwell's dead. Uh, like literally in the next scene, he's, you know, 
Jojo's heartbroken and he reunites with Yorkie who survived the fight like uh, if there's if he would have died in this movie I think I would have just like cried the rest of the movie but uh you know thankfully Yorkie's fine um he, he has this really sweet line and he's like I I just need to hug my mom you know he's again total sweetheart of a kid uh anyways uh they reunite and they just kind of wonder what they're going to do now. Um, Jojo runs home uh, where Elsa asks who won. Jojo, who's like pretty much fallen in love with uh, with her at this point, says that uh, Germany uh, has won and is going to keep her from leaving. Um, but like recognizing her devastation, uh, like he again produces a new, you know, quote unquote letter. Uh, from her boyfriend and says that uh, that he, you know, the boyfriend and Jojo figured out a way to smuggle uh, Elsa out and uh, at that point Elsa confesses that, like, she knows that her boyfriend's been dead and that's when Jojo, you know, tells her that he loves her and she tells him that she loves him too but in a little brother kind of way which, you know, cut to um, whatever meme you want to think of is just like, ooh you know friend zone like ouch uh hitler confronts jojo one last time and is angry at him telling him you know it's pretty much like his fault that like they lost the war somehow but at this point jojo literally kicks him out of the window and just like rejects him entirely you know kind of realizing what kind of monster he was and once more just rejects him like fully and for the final time um Jojo takes Elsa outside uh, now into a free Germany and unsure what to do uh, they dance you know kind of proving uh, his mother's point that you know free people dance uh, again cut out to a German cover of David Bowie's song Heroes which that's always been like I think top three of my favorite songs in the world is you know the song Heroes by David Bowie. As the screen fades to black, there's a quote from uh, Reina Maria Rilke, um, and it's pretty much sums up like the the breadth of the movie here, with uh, just how um, you know you, you just gotta keep going, like no matter what you go through, you just gotta keep going. Uh, but it says, "Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just keep going. No feeling is final." So, you know, that's, that's such an inspiring quote, uh, you know, as, as someone who's experienced, like, the crushing darkness that is depression, all you, all you can really do is just keep going. Like, it, <laughs> to steal a quote from the crow, you know, it, it can't rain all the time. Like, uh, you just got to keep going and things definitely will get better. And with that inspiring quote, that's the end of the movie. Um. So uh, let's let's do a little trivia here. Uh, let's see. Taika Waititi uh, discovered in his research that World War II Germany was very vibrant and fashionable, and was interested in shying away from the traditional war films, showing it as like dreary and dark. Instead, presenting the town as uh, a seemingly celebratory place and addressing the characters as stylish as possible, uh, he liked the idea that everything seemed happy, but just underneath the surface. Uh, quote unquote, the Third Reich is crumbling, 
and you know the dream is over yeah, another little fun fact uh hugo boss a uh, german fashion label designer designed uh the nazi uniform so uh that's why they look so uh snappy <laughs> taika also uh described the film as a love letter to his mom and uh other single parents everywhere um he says it wasn't until i grew up and had kids of my own that i realized oh these parent people they make a lot of sacrifices it's hard to raising a kid and ain't that the goddamn truth uh mel brooks the creator of the producers or you know everyone probably might know him better from like uh, blazing saddles or Spaceballs or young frankenstein um praised the film in a speech at the AFI Awards in January of 2020. Uh, he said, I saw Jojo Rabbit, and it's really a terrific and eloquent uh, and beautiful picture, which uh, I guess that hits home in a couple of spots because uh, not only is uh, he you know, of Jewish descent himself, um, but he also served in World War II as a combat engineer all right, and our last bit of trivia here, um, which I actually really like. Uh, so the Hitler Youth clones that are uh, in the movie, which it's kind of a joke. There's like three uh, identical kids, um, are actually played by uh, the younger brother of Roman Griffith Davis, uh, in order to uh, you know get him in there. But they they use CGI, so there's like three of them, which it's again is just his little brother played you know multiple times, which is funny. Uh, so with that little fact, I'm going to go ahead and end our little discussion here of Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I wish you all a peaceful weekend. And um, we'll be back next week. Uh, I've yet to discuss what we're going to go over next week. So uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home. Bye.